1: Welcome back to Cancel Too Soon, the podcast where we review television series that lasted only one season or less. My name is William Bibbiani. I'm a film critic.
0: Everybody calls me Bibbs. Hi-ho, this is Whitney Seibold, uh, and I write for IGN, and people don't have a cool nickname for me. I am simply Whitney. Are you going to start introducing every podcast with hi-ho? Well, that's that's the hi-ho, this is Kermit the Frog uh, oh. bit from Sesame Street. Remember when he was oh. the reporter?
1: I forgot that's how he introduced things.
0: Yeah, hi-ho, this is Kermit the Frog.
1: That's relevant this week, and I'll tell mm. you why. Uh, you may have noticed from the title uh, that this podcast is all going to be about a show from Jim Henson uh, that nobody remembers. <laughs> we didn't know it existed until about a week, week and a half ago, and... Uh, we just simply had to do this We had to delve We, we had to delve We had to
0: delve Because That's how be, we get off wh- why, why just scratch an itch When you can bore into your skin <laughs> um,
1: mm. Yeah, yeah We have to uncover Every single one of television's Biggest failures And um, we found a really big failure This week This is a show called Jim Henson's Little Muppet Monsters
0: Uh, Little Muppet Monsters uh, was an adjunct to Muppet Babies.
1: Yeah, Muppet Babies began actually
0: as a bit in mm-hmm. Muppets Take Manhattan. That's right. There was a flashback, Uh 50s doo-wop song mm-hmm. imagined by Miss Piggy. Yep. Uh, where the Muppets were all reimagined as sort of cute little baby chibi versions of themselves in a nursery. Yeah, and The Muppets
1: Take Manhattan, in many respects, it's kind of a remake of the Muppet movie. It's basically about how the Muppets are all young and bright-eyed and want to put on a show, except in the Muppet movie, they wanted to go to Hollywood and become superstars, Mm. and in Muppets Take Manhattan, they wanted to go to Broadway, and it was kind of a throwback to all the old like Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, 42nd Street, let's put on a show kind of musicals. Uh, really great movie. It's actually the first Muppet movie I ever saw. I'm still deeply in love with it. It's probably, uh, outside
0: of Muppet Christmas Carol, my favorite overall. Um, it, it's it's one of the better ones. Um, it's really good. The Muppet movie's very good. Muppet's, yeah, it's great. Great Muppet Caper isn't. Uh, <laughs> there's good bits. There's, 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 good there's, good there's bits. funny bits in Great Muppet yeah. Caper. Overall, it's just sort of this big sloppy mess. Yeah, um, yeah I like the Muppets Take Manhattan uh, I do like the Muppet Christmas Carol. I, I, I really love Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, yeah. That's that one's always dear to me. Um, Muppets
1: from Space is fine. It's all right. There's go-
0: again good bits like everything with Pepe the Frog. Aces, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Aces. Just the movie uh, itself was kind of
0: shabby. Muppet Wizard of Oz is not good. Never um, seen. It. James Bowman's The Muppets is good. Great. Uh, I would go so far as great. I mu- think that's a great movie. Muppets Again, or no, Muppets Most Wanted. Which is supposed to be called
1: Muppets Again, and mm. the the opening credits is about how the song the movie is called Muppets Again. Mm. But I guess marketing decided to change it, so now the song doesn't make any sense. And Muppets Thanks. Most,
0: Muppets Most Wanted is about as good as The Great Muppet
1: Caper. I would say it's a little bit, it's at least more consistently funny than The Great Muppet Caper. I guess Muppet so. Um, Danny Troho playing himself is a good bit. It's a funny bit. Mm. Um, anyway, we're both Muppet fans, so it was weird when We found out that we didn't know this. So uh, the Muppet Babies started off as this sort of flashback sequence in um, Mm. Muppets Take Manhattan, where it was, whereas we learned in the Muppet movie how the Muppets met each other, in Muppets Take Manhattan, their origin was that they all grew up together. Mm. And we saw them as babies, Mm. and they were very cute. And they decided to turn that into an animated television series. Not with puppets, but animated this show if you weren't around when this show was on mm. was huge it
0: it was inexplicably huge it's it's not that good a show no in fact uh, can I take a minute just to dump all over Muppet babies because sure I I Muppet babies is one of those things where it's dangerous to go back like mm-hmm. keep it cherished in your childhood memories don't yeah. go, don't don't go do back more and- than watch
1: a quick clip on YouTube Just yeah, don't just they uh, did not hold up
0: No, it, it was kind of fun and media savvy for a second because they would like incorporate clips from old movies and mm-hmm. sometimes even pop movies that they had the rights to they did and actually they like a animated, Muppet Star
1: Wars where they would like revisit mm-hmm. Star Wars and they would use actual footage from Star Wars yeah, but they would, in the episode they would
0: superimpose the Muppets which were this is fully animated show mm-hmm. over the, the film footage and those bits mm-hmm. were kind of fun pretty novel but it was also just like a lot of cartoons like little kid marketed types of cartoons in the yeah. 1980s Unbelievably cloying. Mm. Uh, it got a lot of mileage from just sort of cute and not funny, not energetic, not mm. interesting. Just cute. Yeah. And the voice actors they got were good enough to sort of emulate the Muppet voices. Well, they, was, but, they had to sound like,
1: like the Muppets when they were little kids. So they mm. wouldn't sound exactly yeah. the same. That made
0: sense. They sounded fine. Yeah. Um, the conceit that the, the Muppets themselves weren't sort of like came from all walks to gather Mm -hmm. to form this sort of theatrical troupe together is now gone. Now they're just sort of, they're all just kids together. Well, they grew up together. That's not the worst thing in the world. I suppose so, but we we never see their parents. We only ever saw
1: Nanny. Okay, so let me, here's the deal with Nanny, if Mm -hmm. you don't recall Nanny. Nanny is uh, uh, a pair of shins. Mm -hmm. We never see her above the, like, from the knee upward. Mm -hmm. It's only below the knee, and she's wearing shoes. She's wearing green striped socks. Yeah. And she is the voice, basically she only exists to say, hey, stop the episode. And they're like, okay, nanny, and then that's that. Like, hey, you're having fun. No. And then yeah. they stop that. And she was reasonably nice. I'm not saying that she was like a stern taskmaster, but she was just kind of the person who would put a stop to the shenanigans. Yeah. Um, I, when I was a kid, and I couldn't quite fathom a lot of things, like these weird conceits that a lot of my shows had, like... I didn't think when I watched the Peanuts, Mm. like movies and specials and things when I was a kid, that when the teachers went wah, 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 wah," I didn't think that that was like code. I thought that's just how adults sounded in this universe. And I felt really (laughs) bad for these kids because it means that there's clearly this like horrible like language barrier. Yeah, Yeah, they're never gonna, like, I felt really sad. So
0: that's that's what they're getting at. It's just more metaphorical. The
1: memory that I very distinctly have about watching Muppet Babies, and I knew that all these Muppet Babies would grow up uh to be the to be the Muppets, be the Muppets yeah. except for Skeeter, who obviously died and like when she was in high school or something. Oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah, Skeeter yeah. Scooter lived on yeah. and was doing TED talks and shit now. Skeeter, his sister, not in any of the Muppet movies,
0: clearly died in some horrible accident. Uh, very sad. Uh, uh they were they were riding their bikes on the roof. Yeah. Riding your bikes on the roof. Exactly. now, now you know and yeah. G.I. Joe was there and it was all very sad. <laughs> uh but uh, She tried to jump her bike over power lines. <laughs> uh, evidently, evidently, that was a really common thing because there was more than one PSA. Not just G.I. Joe talked yeah. about this. Don't If you see felled power lines yeah. and they're sputtering and flailing about and like sparking all over the, the ground, don't jump your bikes over them. Is it just me or did there used to be more felled power lines? Just in general. Oh, well, I mean, now we have better infrastructure. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> Keep an eye out for power lines. It's only going to get worse from here. Don't jump your bikes over them, for God's sake. <laughs>
1: for God's sake. Um, but, okay, so I knew they were all going to grow up to become the adult Muppets that we know and love today, and that they would eventually become, you know, real hmm. you know puppets instead of animated. But we never saw Nanny... Mm-hmm. As When they were an adults And in my head It never occurred to me That they would grow up tall And be like the same size as Nanny I mm-hmm. figured Nanny would grow with them And there would just be This giant pair of legs <laughs> In like a Muppet <laughs> show
0: someday Because Nanny's still here that, that, the, the makers of the Muppet show Would be, have the wherewithal To play that joke Yeah that would be a yeah. funny
1: joke. I would mm. love to see someone do that joke someday. Mm. That would be great. But anyway, in my head, that made the, sense when the, I was a kid.
0: But yeah, the, the Muppet Babies, by and large, is a pretty awful program. The, the writing is bad. It's, not, it's, it's made it's, for little, little kids. I like, understand it's only that. Like, and I, and I, it, it debuted in 1984. Uh, that's yeah. the year I turned six. So, yeah. you know, I was... I was two. I was into it at the time. And I watched it with my sister and with my stepsister. And yeah. we, we had a just a grand old time watching them up at Babies and we thought it was all cute and good fun but there was and maybe this is just sort of the age in which I saw it or my exposure to other kinds of cartoons that were selling me like weapon products <laughs> uh, I was really into a show called Mask M-A-S-K oh Mask was uh, cool <laughs> the toys were cool. That's what
1: I mean. Yeah, when yeah. I say a 1980s animated series was cool,
0: it means the I mean enjoyed. the toys were the cool. The toys they were advertising. There's only cool. like
1: a handful of cartoons in that era that actually hold up in
0: any way today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's mostly Most the ones we came the... from
1: Japan. Yeah. Like
0: Robotech, still cool. <laughs> Jason the Wheeled Warriors is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Look up Jason the Wheeled Warrior sometime. Don't. don't you don't it's, have to do it's that. It's terrible. It's really not good.
1: But, but Mask Ma- had
0: cool toys. Ma- mask was about uh, uh, mask crusaders working all the time, fighting crime, yeah. fighting crime. Uh, yes, I remember the theme song.
1: Yeah. It was about good guys, yeah, guys and bad guys, and they all have these helmets that they wear, and their helmets allow them to interface with high-tech uh, vehicles that could turn into other vehicles. So, yeah, like, so- one mask toy I had was a guy who rode a motorcycle, and the motorcycle was also a gyrocopter.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. I had it's the a good to- toy. I had the toy that w- it was a turquoise 57 Chevy that turned into a tank. There you go. I think that was the most elaborate toy they made. I, I like the toy. Um, a show like that compared to something like Muppet Babies, even at the time I could sense had like a little bit more, for lack of a better term, edge. Well, uh, there's there's conflict and violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's, not, it is, it's not it's not really any
1: better, but it's it doesn't, got it, drama.
0: It do, yeah, it doesn't make it better. And I think I started to realize there really isn't a lot of drama. It's like okay, Fozzie's feelings are hurt. I understand that mm-hmm. in drama. Well, that's but those uh, that's that's the kind of stuff little kids can understand. Yeah. But little even kids, at, when, even I was keying into
1: that even though even at age six. So, well, but I, I I think age six is actually too high for the Muppet Babies. Mm. I think Muppet Babies are like for like I think the ideal. Age from up at babies is like preschool. Yeah, yeah. you know, like four or five. I think that's a good age from up at babies where it's it's colorful, it's silly. You recognize some of the it's, adult stuff that you seen your parents round, watching yeah. on TV, and the storylines are yeah, they're about feelings. They're about little things mm. that kids can actually grasp and kids will actually experience. It's important when we make when we tell stories for children, whether it's in movies or books or whatever, that those stories impart to children something that. They can use. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying everything needs to be educational, but what I am saying is that you shouldn't, you know, I wouldn't make, like, a version of all the president's men for five-year-olds. I don't think the (laughs) five-year-olds are going to get anything out of that, but it's okay to tell a story about feelings and interacting with your parents or your siblings. These are stories that kids can get something
0: out of and grow with. I think those are actually much more useful for kids than, you know, just, I have a weapon and I can shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. the, the, we were taught as kids that, like, cool cartoons hmm. are badass and violent. Yeah, and, yeah, and they're always. Sometimes about, they are, there but was a, that's not always true. They're always about fighting, and, and, you know, this is something I noticed as a kid, and it didn't bother me until actually I became a parent, and I noticed that the same sort of thing is going on with kids' entertainment. Yeah. Whereas the stuff, quote, for boys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the ones that have sort of very masculine characters, are all about combat they're all preparing kids to be soldiers whereas the one the toys and cartoons quote for girls are a little bit more gentle they're about discussing feelings have and you, they're preparing girls for domesticity have
1: you noticed that there are like tv shows created by women for mm. kids for and they're in the more girl demographic that are totally fucking with that paradigm
0: there are some
1: like uh, She-Ra. like yeah, Noel I, I Stevenson. I, I, everyone working
0: on She-Ra, That is a show yeah, that has great seen.
1: characters, and yeah, they have feelings. It's also action-packed. It's really fucking funny. Yeah, but again, that's
0: that's not for like preschoolers. That's no, for, like, but slightly I think, but kids, I think it's got but, yeah. preschool appeal, and mm. I think
1: it's I think it's got young appeal. Okay. Um, anyway, I digress. But yeah, anyway, Muppet Babies doesn't hold up. But Muppet Babies was a juggernaut. So
0: it, they it's, it's apart from the Muppet Show, mm-hmm. like the original Muppet Show from yeah. the seventies. It's the most successful Muppet TV property. Yep. Uh, and in fact, Little Muppet Monsters is one of, as it turns out, many, many failed Muppet TV projects. Yeah. They have not been able to get the Muppets to stick, but twice. Yeah. It's Th- kind of odd. There was another
1: like Muppet show that had like two seasons, but mm-hmm. even that wasn't a big hit. And even no. when they're good, one of the first shows we did on Cancel Too Soon was The Muppets, like mm-hmm. their version of The Office. It had a rocky start, but by halfway through season one, that show was good. Yeah, it
0: gelled around halfway through the first season. Yeah, after everybody had given up, that's yeah. When it got they really changed good. showrunners. They
1: found their voice again. It started feeling a little bit more like the Muppets that we knew and loved, mm-hmm. while still having its own vibe. It was by the end, like there were episodes of that show they could never have done in any other medium, mm-hmm. but they felt like the Muppets. They, yeah, it yeah. was a really good show, and if you get a chance to rewatch that, like the first six episodes, there's good stuff in there, but it's not great. By the end of the season, it's awesome. Yeah. And it's really, really good. So, so that's, that was, that's a real bummer.
0: It's good, but it failed. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was Muppets Tonight, which mm-hmm. was... Uh, I didn't really watch. I, I watched I okay. it. That, that was the introduction, in, introduction of uh, Pepe and, and... I thought Pepe came from Muppets from Space. No, I, the show came first. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think Muppets Tonight came before Muppets because Muppets from Space was '99, and Muppets Tonight was like '96. Oh, okay, fair enough. So yeah, um, there was the Jim Henson Hour from the late '80s, which nobody remembers. I have no memory of that. Uh, there's a new Muppet Babies cartoon on now. They've introduced yeah. a new character. It was like a like, CG
1: Muppet. Yeah, it's a CG Muppet. Babies. Muppet so I haven't, Babies. I haven't any seen of it. that. I don't yeah. know
0: how successful that is. Um, there was, what was it, Dog Police or Dog Patrol? Yeah, they did a um, the
1: dog thing. Yeah,
0: there was the dog one. There was yeah. the Storyteller, which is amazing, but yeah, also lasted uh, like six episodes. Yeah, Storyteller um, was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Well, Fraggle Rock was a hit, but that really wasn't Muppets. But uh, it was uh, Dim Henson. Well, I guess we include that. Fraggle, Fraggle, Rock, Fraggle Rock was Rock quite Rock successful. was a hit as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess the three Muppet shows <laughs> of of like about a dozen yeah. were, were the successful ones.
1: Yeah, but um, so the Muppet Babies was a giant smash, yeah. and so they said, hey... Everyone's watching these Muppet Babies. What else you got, Jim Henson? Let's bring something out in 1985. Like, real fast. Mm. So they rushed a show into production, and based on what I've been able to... uh, derive from the limited interviews that have been done about this show everyone agrees this show was rushed and they needed more development time Mm. and the show they came up with was little muppet monsters this aired as part of an hour-long saturday morning program called muppets babies and monsters and it aired at the same time as the star wars hour that would have droids which we covered in the last episode of cancel too soon and the ewoks Uh, So Muppet Babies would air first and then Little Muppet Monsters would air right afterwards. The show lasted three weeks for reasons we will explain soon. Uh, It ran from September 14th through September 28th, 1985 on CBS. It was created by Jim Henson and Jeffrey Scott, who helped develop Muppet Babies and worked a lot in television that worked on Pac-Man yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah.
0: The big... We're, worked on Pac-Man. Don't bring that up. Jeez. The, the thing that actually being popped bad out... Speaking
1: of 80s cartoons. When I looked at his IMDb page, the thing that popped out was he also wrote Star Chaser, The Legend of Orin, hmm. which is... A, very, It's a very PG-13 Low, low budget sci-fi adventure thing yeah it, was, yeah, it was a feature film It was an animated feature film And it dealt with a lot of really dark themes Like mm-hmm. there were like pleasure bots That could only be reprogrammed Like through their butt. It's actually really misogynistic and gross at that part. Mm. Um, but the the main gist of it is, like, human beings have long since, like, generations, no one remembers what happened, but have since been enslaved by aliens, and uh, they've been living underground, like, mining things for evil aliens, and one kid escapes with a magic sword and teams up with a really obvious oh, one solo type in a spaceship.
0: Getting weird. It's been a long time since seen I, it. I've seen I've getting I, flashbacks. Yeah, I yeah. went
1: through, like, a phase a couple of years ago when I wanted to watch, like, a bunch of, like... The adult-themed animated movies from the '80s that have largely been mm. forgotten, like, that, an, like light years and, you know, rock, and, and, and rock and roll was running rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll. Like Wizards, I think, is, holds up pretty well. But I think rewatching Wizards when that came out on Blu-ray uh, was the thing that made me go, "Yeah, there was a lot of shit that I vaguely remember." And I rewatched Star Chase and Legend of Orin. It kind of sucks, but it, is, <laughs> but it is interesting because you know American movies weren't really making a lot of films like that. Mm. So it's, just, it's a little more mature and adult, and it just really sticks out in Jeffrey Scott's oeuvre. Uh, uh, mm. Take a drink. Um, so the concept of Little Muppet Monsters. First off, uh, this is not an animated series. This is a live-action series with animated sketches. And the idea yeah. is the Muppets, the adult Muppets, not the Muppet Babies the adult muppets
0: they live in an apartment building together
1: yeah a big apartment building kermit lives on the top floor we find out that dr teeth and electric mayhem live on like the first floor presumably other muppets live elsewhere but we never had a chance to see them Mm -hmm. uh and in the basement is where the muppet outcasts live and the first thing you see is scooter basically throwing three monsters who i guess are squatting like, in the basement, it just says, don't make any waves, otherwise I'll get in trouble.
0: Well, I I got the impression that they're the children of some of the Muppets. Like, they're t- referring to Scooter, like, in this sort of parental sort of way, but they're little kids is the point.
1: I thought he was, like, their landlord, and he was just letting them, like, stay in the basement as, yeah. like, a favor.
0: So, yeah, Sco- Scooter has banished children to the basement, <laughs> where, uh, where they start tinkering with dangerous electric electrical appliances. Uh-huh. And over the course of the first episode, uh, at the beginning of the very first episode, in fact, they discover that they can harness a television signal, Uh film from the basement, and broadcast to the TVs in the building, which the Muppets are watching.
1: Meanwhile, they also get a whole bunch of random television shows that they have no idea why they're being made or who's making them. Mm -hmm. Also, the television signal seems to be coming from a dryer? It's, or possibly a
0: furnace. It's it's a. It's t- not a TV. It's a tire. There's like a, a there's a dryer and yeah, like an old car tire that they've yeah. set up and have like a little th- it's like channeled through the yeah. the middle of the tire. So it's about a monstrous mutant children living in a basement, mm-hmm. tinkering with dangerous electric garbage. Yeah. And broadcasting shows in the middle of the night to stoned Muppets. Yeah, specifically
1: Doctor T. They're G. the only ones we see watching it.
0: This is an unsavory idea. This is. I love it. <laughs> I love by the, the way. basic
1: core of the idea. Mm. I think they made it. They muddled it up. This is a very simple idea. Mm. It's a couple of Muppet outcasts. They're living in the basement of the Muppet house. Every once in a while, the other Muppets will come in and they're running basically a public access television station. Yeah. If no, you don't remember what public access TV was, uh back yeah, in the i guess we have to give yeah, it a little primer on that. Before uh before we hit cable, um there were various uh, VHF channels, mm. uh very high frequency channels and you would just turn the dial and the 13 would be channel 13, 11 would be channel 11, etc. But there were also UHF channels, mm. ultra high frequency and these would be television stations or signals that would come from local markets, and they couldn't get very far. Mm. So there would be a lot of programs, a lot of TV stations on these ultra high frequency. A lot of them would just be like reruns. Like it's, you know, it's also
0: where you found public TV, like Sesame Street. True. But uh, but yeah, there was also whatever local TV stations just could get cheap movie rights, and mm-hmm. the, uh, there was always a UHF station. That had, like, uh, just old luchador films 24 mm-hmm. hours a day. Yeah, um, there was
1: a lot of Godzilla movies yeah. online. There was occasionally one where you could get old episodes of Doctor Who.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? um, so, so, but... How, how, th- that was my first exposure to anime. There you go. I saw Trends or Z. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Um, but a lot of them would also put on TV
1: shows hosted by people in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And... Some of them were just like local talk shows and there would be just like so you're uh, you you're listen? you're in charge of uh, finance for the mayor's office how are our finances hmm. you know that kind of
0: local Thing, or, but a lo- or I'm a big Kiss fan Like this was yeah, early, like, early Welcome to Kiss Rocks And this is our favorite mm. Kiss stuff Early, early vlogs Basically
1: yeah. um, A lot of Saturday Night Live sketches Were based on the premise of people Having these like local television shows And well, some of them were cool.
0: weird And they're still doing that Which yeah. is weird Because local TV And public access TV Isn't something that reads To a modern audience at yeah. all
1: I, That might still be available I'm mm. not saying it doesn't exist But it's not a thing It used to just be this weird Wonderful Eccentric mm thing your community had and you just have random just weirdos you know just like i'm gonna like every day at 10 30 it's just me walking on my treadmill and trying to practice how to make cookies mm. awesome it's amazing <laughs> uh but yeah nowadays the, the what you, they would be youtube shows basically mm. and that's the kind of thing that every every entertainment personality started as soon as quarantine uh hit <laughs> basically it's, yeah, well, yeah. yeah it's basically what it is um so the idea of Muppets putting on these fun shows evokes, and this movie hadn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. But in your head, it seems so simple. It's Muppet UHF, the yeah. Weird Al Yankovic movie, where Weird Al Yankovic inher- like inherited or his uncle inherited, and he's running uh, no, he, 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 a, a, a he, he, UHF TV station, and he
0: just makes he, a bunch of weird shows, and they're popular. No, no, he he won it in a poker tournament, but uh... oh, sorry. Sorry, I, I'm going to correct you on a movie I've no. seen like a couple dozen times. No, 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 no. Uh, I,
1: I love that movie too, I was oversimplifying yeah, it, you're but, right, that is
0: true. Uh, but UHF didn't come out until 89, this was 1985, so yeah. it kind of was beating them to the punch in a lot of ways. True, but my point so, is the basic concept is really simple, they're running
1: a TV station. Well, They made it weird, they made yeah. it oddly complicated. They're not just making a TV station, they're not using cameras or anything, mm. they've got a magic
0: tire! They've and they got didn't a, even yeah, they, they, a they, magic device, yeah. and the the the, 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 the adult the, Muppets appear to be like they know exactly what's going on and appear to be contributing to the show as it's going on. Like, like Fozzie hosts a yeah. segment,
1: Gonzo hosts a segment, and Kermit, Kermit writes a segment. Yeah, and okay, that's cute. Mm-hmm. But it's fucking magic and shit. And sometimes it's like they're professionally done, but a lot of the wraparound sequences with the live action puppets are about them, you know, doing it all like with like costumes they find and whatever they find in the basement. And it's like, pick one. Hmm. You got to pick one. Is this a real television station with all of these sketches that are semi professionally done? I mean, they're lower budgeted 80s animation, but as good as anything that was on TV at the time. Or. Is this a DIY, do-it-yourself, we're having fun and we're learning things in the basement, which is a really good idea for a kid's show. Uh, Muppets teaching kids
0: how TV is made? That's a great idea for a show. And it doesn't have to be. And here's the thing. They're clearly cleaving a little too hard to the babies aspect. Yeah. They don't want these new Muppets to be adult Muppets who mm. are actually in charge of a TV station because little kids can't relate to running a TV station. Really? I think that would be but a fun can... fantasy. It's a fun fantasy, but... I think but it would be cool. I, I would enjoy enjoyed were, watching it. When you were a kid, did you ever, like, cut a TV-shaped screen in a box and stick sure. your head through it and pretend to be on TV that yeah. way? I think that sort of lo-fi imagination play I, is the sort of thing they're trying to emulate.
1: I don't want a nuts and bolts. Mm. Here's every... I don't want network for children. No one wants that. <laughs> but I think the mm. idea of... Of, hey we're doing a TV show mm-hmm. let's at least touch upon the basic idea of how mm-hmm. TV is done where we wrote I, there's a whole bit where like the kid actually has to like write the script for the pigs in space animated section every week and they have a little flipbook of it mm-hmm. So th- we've got that. you can just say I, I direct it. I just right. I say action and then the actors act and we have to make our own props. It doesn't have to go beyond that. I don't want a lot of detail. I don't care about s- them figuring out scheduling and marketing packages. <laughs> no one cares about that. Mm. What I like is the idea of these young Muppets, and the one that is oldest is like, reads is like, I don't know, Josh Brolin and Goonies. He's older than everyone else, but he's not he's, actually old.
0: He's not not much older than he's the like other He's like 15, yeah,
1: like if I were to gave, give him like a... Every, oh, wow. So there, there's, there's three Muppets who are the main stars in this. There's mm. Tug Monster. He's the oldest one. Mm. And yeah, he's the one who I would say is like a sophomore in high school. And then he is trapped in the basement with his siblings. I think they're siblings. Uh, there's Boo Monster, who is a little boy Muppet. He's yellow with pink hair. Um, and um, he's very creative. He's the one who animates all the Pigs in Space segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember Pigs in Space from the Muppet Show, they have an animated uh, uh, story here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have a little sister, I guess, named Molly Monster. Uh, and Molly Monster is young, but I never really got a big sense of personality out of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they do most of the work. Other people in the basement include, there's a couple of rats, not Rizzo, I, I, near as I can tell, they're not doing Rizzo's voice. And I know Rizzo existed because he was in Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah. So, not Rizzo, but two rats. They don't really do much. They're just sort of around. And a band of penguins. And I don't mean like a band is in a whole bunch of them. I mean,
0: they're a musical band. Well, they're, they're, this is the thing. I think they're supposed to be like the bandstand. Yeah, they're the 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 house band. The three kid monsters are supposed to be the host, but they have a house band. The problem is. They're just sort of in this dingy basement. Yeah. There's not a lot of room, and there's no formal setup.
1: Yeah, there's it, just
0: sort of the TV machine in the middle of the room, and the the a bunch characters. Of junk. A, a bunch of junk, and the characters just sort of. Walking around, I understand they're puppets. You have to have right. a, a setting where puppeteers can hide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but uh, why isn't you know if they are say okay, we're in the basement, we have this thing. By the end of the first episode, they should have a desk. They should have yeah. like occasional guests. They should but present it a it little needs bit to be more
1: talk show. No, maybe not a talk show, but, no, a talk a show but it
0: should it be should be a little more structured than it feels. Yeah, and, yeah. And you can tell this is a, a matter of it just sort of being rushed into production.
1: But it's the sort of thing where I really do feel like it, I don't understand how they could have had enough conversations to put together the premise of the show and not come up with something a little tidier than they've got. Because, again, the... We we talked about how, like, the opening episode is Scooter kicking all of these monsters into the basement and then magic lightning hits this tire furnace, whatever the fuck it is. And now it's a magic television and it's picking up random TV shows. And we'll talk about all those in a minute. But they also have to put on shows to put on it. So I don't understand how it works both ways. It's just a little confusing. But the actual opening of the show is the penguins. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are uh, Nicky Napoleon and his Emperor Penguins is the name of the band. Nicky Napoleon is a good name. Great name. Uh, and uh, they are breaking into the basement. They're actually breaking and entering. And they talk about how they're trying to break into show business. I'm like, there's no show business yet. This isn't a TV studio yet. If it was a TV studio, which honestly, you don't even need to set up, <laughs> you could just say, hey, yeah, we run a little TV station out of this basement that's it you don't need any more done introduce a few characters and then get with the sketches that's it but we have them the penguins break in and then they want to be the band and tug actually has a pretty good line which just like uh, the penguins are just like well we'd like to offer to be your band and tug says well no one else is offering yeah <laughs> so go for it <laughs> i guess um the segments that we they introduce are mostly the same thing over and over again. Every week there's yeah. another segment, much like the Hey Vern, It's Ernest would have the same we, series of segments over and over
0: again. Which, which is fine. This is a, yeah, a, a fine, like uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse did this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Every week you know you're going to get Penny or yeah, King those, of Cartoons. D- or, or, same
0: with Sesame Street. It's yeah. like you're going to get an Elmo segment, you're going to get an animated segment, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah,
1: there'd um, be some variety. Every once in a while they'd spice it up, but basically that.
0: Yeah, uh, there was um, Gonzo's show, Mm-hmm. Which was Gonzo's world of the weird. And he was always trying to find things that were weirder than he was. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, uh, that actually comes into play into the plot of an episode that never was completed. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Because there were three episodes. They made 12. Nine made, of them weren't finished. They made 13. 10, made 13. 10, yeah, 10 weren't finished. I was able to see as many of these as I could. Okay, I and only I saw the three online. completed ones. Okay. I didn't
1: realize that there were bits of the uncompleted ones. Yeah, there's ones like there. there's
0: like eight to ten minutes of other oh, episodes. Like, the, all the puppet stuff was completed. That Yeah, because yeah. that
1: that part's easy, at least relatively. Okay. You don't have to go to an animation studio for it. That part's right, just right. in camera and it's done. Uh, Marvel did the animation to this, by the way. Marvel, who was busy doing, like, Spider-Man times. And I think they did Muppet mm-hmm. Babies.
0: They did I Muppet remember. Babies, too. It's yeah, the same,
1: yeah. same uh, creative team. Yeah, Um. so... These animated segments, yeah, there's Gonzo's World of the Weird, and Gonzo's segment is... Ostensibly, it's about him finding weird stuff, which normally I'm all aboard because everyone loves Gonzo... But it's one of those segments. The first segment in particular is clearly like some public domain silent movie. Yeah. About a guy who's like in a little car, like a sidecar, and he's zipping around the highway using a high powered magnet Mm. to like attach himself to other cars. It's like a
0: Laurel and Hardy short. I I think it's literally a Laurel and Hardy. It might be. I
1: I didn't recognize it, but it's totally got that vibe. Mm. And that's it. It's just him talking over it. And I suddenly remembered, and I'm telling you, kids. If you're listening to the show, um, that's odd. But if you're listening to this show, or if you have, if you're just younger mm-hmm. than us and you're like in your teens or twenties, you might not know that there was this period in the '80s, in particular, where showing kids stock footage was perfectly acceptable entertainment.
0: It was acceptable. It was a little bit. Um... It was a little bit condescending. Oh, it was
1: enormously condescending. Because
0: occasionally you could just sort of tune in, like, on those public uh, access stations. You could watch, like, old Three Stooges shorts and and old Laurel and Hardy shorts. And those were just sort of, you know, Popeye. Yeah, but cartoons those are, from the '30s. Those and are standalone. You can watch those. Those, those yeah, are entertaining those are, on their and, own. But there were also shows that took a lot of silent film shorts and presented them like as this weird sort of dated lens through which, yeah. like, entertainment doesn't look like this anymore.
1: Yeah, and occasionally there'd mm. be a voiceover for. It. This is one of the reasons why when mystery science theater came out, mm. it wasn't that shocking because this kind of thing yeah. repurposing all. The, whose line is that anyway? Used to have a segment or that was film just dub. Yeah, 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 where they would just dub a movie like in the moment Mm. and it would be some movie from the 1920s or 30s Mm.
0: or 40s that has fallen into public domain and it's just a bunch of people Mm. talking over a desk or something do you remember I'm, I'm looking up the title of it right now the King Koopa show yes that followed the Super Mario Brothers Super Show I do remember that uh Super Mario Bros. Super, Super Show. had live action and animated segments. It was about the mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers. Terrible, terrible show, not but good. It, but an enormous hit, like one of the biggest things. I watched it. Uh, it it was followed by something called King Koopa's Cool Cartoons, all with K's, and it was. Uh, that's not good. Yeah, don't just don't abbreviate it. And, uh, <laughs>
1: Jesus, they <I> did not <laughs> think that one through.
0: It's bad times a thousand, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, it was an old fashioned children's hosted cartoon program. And it was hosted by King Koopa, the bad uh-huh. guy from the Super Mario Brothers movies, this guy in this big dragon outfit, you know, spoke in a raspy voice and said, and there were live kids in the studio saying, hey kids, I'm here, have a balloon. Hi, huh, I popped it. Like, cause he's a bad guy. So was this, would uh, this predate Barney? Was Barney just the good version of King Koopa? You know, I don't know the timeline on Barney, <laughs> but this was like late, this is like 87-ish. Yeah. And, um, And they, and yeah, it's like they would have these host segments and then they'd show like these old cartoons and old shorts. And it was like the most bizarre, even at the time when you're a kid, it's the most Uh, bizarre thing. Again, you have a hit show, you Uh want to
1: capitalize on that, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to take all the time you would need to actually make another hit show. Yeah. The Super Mario Brothers Super Show, it sucked. It sucked. But it was developed. Like they what? created a big set that actually fit huh? the Super Mario Brothers in the sewers mm-hmm. and stuff. They got guys who look like them. They came up with original music. They showed animated mm-hmm. sex, you know, animated episodes of Super Mario
0: that were as good as anything mm-hmm. out there. I learned that it was a Southern California phenomenon. No shit. That was only in Southern California. That was only in Southern California. King Koopa's Cool Cartoons was an LA thing. Wow. That's weird. Specifically from KTTV, which was channeled the Fox affiliate. Yeah,
1: that's what I saw too. Here here in Los
0: Angeles. Oh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So no
1: wonder it was cheap. It wasn't even like nationally developed. No, no. no.
0: Weird. Yeah, it was was like Bozo the Clown, but with (sighs) King Koopa. (laughs)
1: It's a hell of a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Anyway, any, anything Nintendo would sell. My yeah. you know, kids ate that crappy cereal. Even anyway,
1: it was cheap and condescending, and the Muppets did it. Uh, the next uh, segment that was up there was what was the sports one?
0: Oh, uh, it was, was it was an animal host animal. It was, this was an animated segment. Yeah, and it f- start animal. It was kind basically of is, the wild
1: world of sports. Yeah. It was, if you ever saw those great 1950s Goofy cartoons? I was going
0: to say, they're like the, the old George Geef cartoons. Yeah. But the with, George uh, Geef cartoons,
1: as far as I'm concerned, uh, are the absolute highlight of animated Disney shorts. Absolutely. Never um, got much. There are individual like, standalones like, like that, the that old are better. Mill was really good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a standalone thing. I'm talking and, about like just goofy shorts in that era mm. are unscathed. And there was all these slice of life type stuff. Mm. And it would be stuff like, here's physical fitness with George Geef. And mm. Goofy played George Geef. And it's basically the model on which uh, his character from the Goof Troop was based on. This sort of domestic
0: yeah, but, version
1: of Goofy.
0: But it's a uh, George Geef is kind of a different character than Goofy. Like, yeah. it's, it's the same character, but he's a, adult. He's full of wrath. Uh-huh. Uh, he's frustrated by the world. Have you seen the How to Quit Smoking show? I was just about it's, to bring it up. It's, it's amazing. It's Really edgy, look that thing up Yeah, but like, they were also just really
1: Like, sort of fabulously animated oh, You probably know this if you, if you've from nothing else From the bit in Who Framed Roger Rabbit Where they have to hide out at a movie theater And they're showing old Goofy shorts And they're mm. showing one of the old George Keith oh, ones yeah, yeah. Where he's like doing exercises With a big elastic stretchy thing mm. And he's flying out the window absolutely phenomenal. (laughs)
0: Just
1: one of the greatest animated shorts ever.
0: This was the inspiration for the Wild World of Sports on uh, Little Muppet Monsters, only it was Animal instead. And Animal, of course, is... A monster. He's, yeah. He doesn't really understand a lot. He doesn't speak very well. He just mm-hmm. sort of bangs on things and eats he, things. He's also really lanky. Like, we're used to seeing him sitting down, like, mm-hmm. behind the drum set. He's His yeah, legs it, are taller than
1: his torso the, uh, and head. It's I gotta really say, weird.
0: The animated, watching the, the Muppets in animation was very off-putting. You should never see their legs. You shouldn't see their legs. You shouldn't see them walking around. You shouldn't see them, like, have really emotive facial expressions. Yeah. A lot of the charm of the Muppets is, you know, the puppeteering, the kind of body movements communicates everything they need. And, you know, that they have blank Muppet face, you know, puppet eyes is is kind of the point of the thing. Yeah. So when you add more
1: stuff in animation, I even had a problem in Mm -hmm. um, and actually Muppets Take Manhattan, even though it was my introduction to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a bit where we see them ride a bicycle. And that's fucking weird But the weirdest one of all is There's a bit where uh, uh, Miss Piggy gets mugged in Central Park Mm. And uh, she chases after the guy And there are these long
0: shots Where it's clearly someone like wearing a Miss Piggy costume They they cast a little person actor And put them in a stunt suit It's surreal (laughs) It's a surreal Mm. image
1: It should not look like She's a puppet I accept that she's a puppet Mm. Nothing below the waist exists. Or, or
0: if, if you see below their waist, it's like we see their foot stepping on something, and that's okay. Yeah, because like, it's
1: comical. It's yeah. always for comedic, you know, purpose. You there's there's like, a, there's a bit see them in, incidentally walking.
0: There's a bit in... in uh, And there was also a bit in Muppet Treasure Island where we got to see Kermit do, like, a bunch of flips. He was just jumping. Mm. Oh, yeah. But that was, like, sort of a... a it was ridiculous because Kermit it was, like was like a, doing it. It was just, like, a slapstick action sequence, so it made a lot of sense. Well,
1: in Muppets Take... One thing I was accepting in Muppets Take Manhattan was when the doctor uh, tests Kermit's reflex. Mm. And she hits him on the knee. Mm. That's charming.
0: Yeah. yeah. This is the little thing. We're finally seeing a leg. Yeah.
1: But the more human they get, the mm. l- more repellent they become. <laughs> and they stop being charming. And they so start become just
0: weird and off-putting. No, so we got to see Animal in that segment. Uh, yeah, in, And it's
1: him. Um, what is He's doing
0: gymnastics in that one? What's he doing in that the one? The first one, I think, is the tennis. Yeah, I think he's trying to do tennis. Oh, no, he, then, he has no. a tennis racket, and they're trying to teach him about something else. So he has yeah. to eat the tennis no, I think racket, it's just calisthenics or something, yeah. and then
1: and then, uh, and then he takes, there's no animal segment in the second episode, but in the third episode... So uh, actually it's actually a pretty funny bit. Yeah, was uh, yeah. going with baseball mm-hmm. and there's like, here's how to play baseball. We'll mm-hmm. first go to sure. home plate. And sure. Animal, who was at the baseball time, was like, oh no! And right. he runs home and gets a plate.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's at home with a plate. Yeah. Now, now you have to... Uh, throw a ball at a pitcher so it gets a pitcher out of the cupboard puts it down and throws a meatball I was like this is weird but okay it's a a kid joke I can't get behind this it's a bit it's a genuine bit and it plays and it continues
1: to grow and and get more chaotic it's it's well done it's a bit one of the highlights of the animated segments uh, in here Uh, and the the big one this one is a two-parter in every single episode is they do pigs in space and if you remember the Muppet Show they did this sort of parody of sci-fi TV and movies hmm Mostly of stuff like Star Trek and Star Wars, called Pigs, Pigs in, in <laughs>
0: Space,
1: and it was delightful.
0: Pigs it was in, always funny. Pigs in Space was yeah, it was a good bit. Um, Miss Piggy was Miss Piggy. Uh, yeah, I forgot the name of the captain. Oh, Bra- uh, it was uh, Bra- it was Braith like Trueheart or something. No, it uh, was um. Oh, Link, was... Link Link Hogthrob. Yeah, that was Link it. Hogthrob was the captain, and he was yeah, this sort of like. More Flash Gordon than Captain Kirk. And then there was also uh, Dr. Strange Pork.
1: Yeah. And so uh, these are their animated adventures. And the idea is, well, in animation, they can do a bit more, can't they? We can Mm -hmm. see more spaceships, and they can do more like physical gags. And so in the first episode, and there's one of these in all three, Mm -hmm. uh, they are running low on gas. They're in space, and they're running low on power. And the reason they're running low on power is because Link Hogthrob is a dumbass... And, uh, like, that's a joke of the show No he's, yeah. he's a moron Like that's the whole idea mm-hmm. is The captain of the ship is a moron The scientist is mad And Miss Piggy is the only voice of sanity mm-hmm. uh, So it's about the patriarchy <laughs> Clearly she should be in charge She's the mm-hmm. most qualified And clearly this guy is the Zap yeah, yeah, Branigan yeah. of his time uh, And uh, so he's Because he was using all of his toys at once And I mean toys Like wind up trains and things mm-hmm. He's used all the power on the ship And they don't have enough power to even get anywhere to get more gas. Mm. So, Dr. Strange Pork, by the way, weird thing to call things. It would be like Dr. Strange Corpse.
0: <laughs> you know, like yeah. when they talk about like hmm. well, there, there's a, a bit later on where um, a villain wants to lure the the pigs toward them and yeah. says, "Well, they're pigs, and if they're made of ham, then I'll use eggs because ham and eggs normally go together." And granted, and they they use pigs use would egg, eat eggs, but like but they lose use eggs to lure ham. I
1: know it's kind of, <laughs> it's a thinker. Anyway, but they what they do is Doctor Strange Pork has oh. invented the Star Trek beaming device where they disintegrate you and they reassemble you mm-hmm. on the planet's surface. And then, so he does it and Miss Piggy mm-hmm. and Link Hogthrob, they land on this on the planet mm-hmm. and their arms and legs and their heads are in the wrong place. And it's yeah. really fucked up, actually.
0: Oh, like, if you think that's, about that's it. That's an old joke. They it, do that in Mad Magazine. I know, but
1: like when, it, it's surreal and it reminds me of that episode of Rick and Morty where everyone turns into Cronenbergs. <laughs> you ever David, see that episode? David Cronenbergs? So yeah, like there's this whole episode where they go to like this alternate reality or they fuck up their reality have to mm. find a new one. And like, I forget what it was, it's like a virus or something, but it mutates everybody into these bizarre creatures that Morty calls Cronenbergs.
0: Fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone's,
1: the whole planet's full of Cronenbergs, we gotta get out of here. Oh,
0: you, you can be sure the makers of that show are Cronenberg-oficionados. Oh, of course they are, but, they, yeah. wouldn't, they wouldn't
1: do that by accident, they know what they're doing, they're great show. Um, so... Yeah, so it's just kind of horrifying And then it turns out that all the aliens on this planet Are similarly constructed Where their heads are where their, their genitals would be mm. And they have an arm where a leg would be And a leg where an arm would be And they see our pig heroes And they say, wow, they look hot And then they rush to sexually assault them And then Dr. Strange Pork beams them back up And then beams them back down But down now he down. doesn't have a juice to get them back And they have to get back to the thing and then the the, the details hardly like It's that. it's stupid. They just yeah. they solved the day. But yeah, the, they save I
0: I think our comment on how how surreal it is to watch the same muppet characters in animation is a little surreal. They yeah. did not get the voice cast from the muppets. No. They got the the voice cast from muppet babies. And muppet babies were not quite sound soundalikes. They were trying to go for like a new kind of voice. Yeah. So hearing the actual kermit the frog mm. speaking and then watching his animated counterpart speaking with a completely different voice is weird is really off-putting mm-hmm. speaking of kermit the frog he writes kermit's mystery kermit the frog's mysteries
1: yeah i think it's like uh detective
0: kermit mysteries
1: no no it was uh kermit the frog pi
0: it wasn't detective kermit, kermit. The, hold on i'm gonna look this up yeah uh, the point is uh the, the animated segments were about how uh kermit and Fozzie were uh, uh mystery-solving duo. Kermit the uh, Frog, Frog, Private Eye. That Kermit was the, the Frog, Private Eye. Okay. Uh, KTF, P.I., was all about how uh, Kermit and Fozzie were hired invariably by Miss Piggy to mm. find something. In, in yeah, one some
1: mystery, something in one,
0: think. she In the first one, she's missing her piggy bank and they have to go find her piggy bank.
1: Uh, or was that the second one? That was the second one. All the right. first one... Oh, it wasn't the gorilla. There was the elephant... Like Sterling Elephant Which by the way oh, every, yeah. every kid loves a Sterling Siliphant Ster- reference uh,
0: Sterling Elephant Was also the piggy bank one
1: though No okay Then it was the piggy bank one right. But um Yeah so this elephant Stole stuff And they have to go to They use this word So many times mm. We need to make sure No one ever uses This word again Darkest Africa mm. And and as soon as they said that's where they had to go to solve the mystery, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, please don't get too racist. (laughs) Don't get racist at all, but don't get too racist. Whatever you do, just stay out of the racism. And fortunately, they mostly sidestep that.
0: No, the yeah, the, the phrase "darkest Africa" it's leftover from old 30s cereals It yeah. has hugely racist implications. Yeah, it's something that I you know I said as a kid because I heard it from cartoons. Yeah, I you didn't I, think about it. I thought it just meant very remote. I didn't yeah. think it had anything to do no, with no, racism. No, no, but yeah. just fucking colonialist
1: and racist. Yeah. That's it. Like it sucks. Mm. So again, they don't really go anywhere with it. They track down the elephant. The elephant runs away to the South Pole, no. and then they find it at the South Pole. And it turns out it was working for a guy with a banana for nose and that's
0: i I think the guy from the banana for a nose showed up in other muppet things i don't know cats are are excited about the
1: how do you feel about the banana for a nose
0: (laughs) very strongly very strongly about the banana nose man
1: but anyway uh that segment actually has this wraparound bit with kermit like in his like office Mm. and he's like typing on a typewriter and it's puppet kermit and that's just nice to see, and he's, like, banging out these, like, terrible P.I. stories, and usually when he's done, he talks about how they're terrible, and no one will ever see that. Yeah. Um, I, I do like the one opening gag in the opening episode, because it feels like a very Kermit line. He says, there are eight million stories in the big city. This is one of them. <laughs> well done. Yeah, that's pretty good. I interviewed Kermit the Frog once. Me too. Oh, yeah. it was great. Uh, it was, different,
0: different occasions we got to talk yeah, to Kervit. I, know. A bit, I got yeah. to
1: talk to him and I got to I got to ask him two things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: both of which were great. Uh, I asked him, uh, uh, so this was for the Muppets Most Wanted when that came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, so for your first Muppet movie when you like did this big return, uh, you did basically getting the gang together and putting on a show, which was just like the Muppet movie. Mm. And then for your second one, you did a Muppet caper, just like your second movie, The Muppet Caper. So I said, for your third movie, could you take Manhattan back from Jason Voorhees? Mm. And Kermit the Frog said, mm, he can keep it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty mm. good. I also got him to show me how mm. to do the Muppet yell. The, yay! Oh, I, I with the, our hands in the arms. And he told me the most important thing mm. about the Muppet yay. Hmm. Is you can't just go Yay! You have to ramp up To it. Okay. So he was like, I'll give you an example And uh, he was like my, I, my name is Kermit the Frog And I am here with beds Yay!
0: Gotta build yeah. I, I've, I've followed that advice ever since <laughs> I, I got to ask Kermit something I've always been wonder, Wondered about the Muppets Yeah. I said, it, and this was also about uh, Muppets Most Wanted. I said, a Muppets Most Wanted uh-huh. You play a character Named Kermit the Frog right?" how much of that Kermit the Frog is you? And how much is, like, a construct? Like, how much of that... Where's the divide? How how authentic is the Kermit the Frog we see in the movie versus the person I'm talking to right now? Uh-huh. And Kermit was like, "It's a good question. <laughs> Every once in a <laughs> while, like, you could really stump what, him. Well... Yeah, what, well uh, I, I always love when you give an interview and they say, that's a good question. Cause it's like, yeah. they haven't thought about it. They just clearly, clearly hadn't heard it that day.
1: There's two versions of that's a good question. Yeah. One is you just ask something a million people ask and they're being polite. Yeah. And then there's the actual, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. And you can always tell because they need to take a pause afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, Oh, I, Ooh. Ah. You know what? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. There's a new one on me. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I th- was it you? I asked, I, I, I think you interviewed Kermit before me. And I think All I right. asked you if you could please ask about the wedding at the end of Muppets Take Manhattan, because that mm. was a real priest, and I wanted to know if that <laughs> wedding was legally binding.
0: Right. I don't remember the
1: answer. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so Kermit Kermit does his mm. whole bit, and that's every single episode. And the first episode is just about getting the gang together in the basement. and mm. It's clunky, but I'm like, okay, maybe we can build on this. And then after two episodes, they didn't. Mm. Uh, the second episode, yeah, what was the second? Oh, the second episode was uh, Space Cowboys. And right. the idea is that the older monster wants to do uh, uh, an episode about spaceships, mm. stuff in space. But the two younger monsters wanted to do a Western, and so they're in the wrong costumes. And it's the worst game of improv ever. Everyone's no-butting mm. everybody. No one's yes and Everyone's no-butting. It's terrible. And then they try it again, and this time the older monster's like, okay, fine, I'll be the cowboy. And then the other people are space people. And mm. this happens like four fucking times.
0: There was an episode of I Love Lucy. That there were many episodes rip- of I Love well, Lucy. That, that they're clearly ripping off for this one. Oh, yeah? Which one? It was the bit where um, they they were... It was Fred and Ethel and Lucy and were coming up with some sort of, uh, like, play, like a scene they were going to put on on television. Like, they were uh-huh. able to go on the show. And Ricky was, like, late to the party, so he wasn't really sure. He wasn't getting the notes. And, yeah, they came up with some sort of, you know, tale of, you know, mismatched couple and the parents disagree. And they said that they were going to carry, they were going to set it on, uh, uh, like, a a Cuban farm of some kind. Like, it was going to be, and they were all using these, like, horrible pigeon accents that, of course, Ricky found very offensive. And so they said, well, what can we do that's less offensive? And they figured out when Ricky was out of the room that they could do it, like, in old British times. So they could get the powdered wigs and the outfits. Okay. And, of course, the joke was they started their their big... Uh,
1: oh, I remember this. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their
0: big bit. And then Ricky comes out and he's still dressed as, like, a Cuban farmer. and He's, yeah. and he's in character as a Cuban. And... The, Of course, they're live on TV, so they have to kind of roll with it, and then they all run off and change costumes, and they still don't match. The good episodes of (coughs) I Love Lucy are still Mm. as funny as anything you'll Mm. find on television today.
1: Yeah. The bad episodes are pretty racist. Mm. (laughs) There's some racist episodes of I Love Lucy. Uh, My two favorite Lucy bits, Mm. because I like digressing. Uh, One is uh, the uh, Vitamita Vegeman (laughs) segment, where she's got to talk about... Mm. uh, uh, Do you poop out at parties? Are you unpopular? (laughs) And then uh, what she finds out is that every time they make her do a take, she has to drink some, but it turns out it's alcoholic. That's It's like, yeah, really, really rich in alcohol. So by the end, she's going Mm. completely mad. It's like, do you pop out at parties? Are you unpopular? Mm. Well, are you? (laughs) Always makes me laugh. And the funniest one ever, and I'm not going to do this, but uh, uh, go to like a YouTube or something. The clip's got to be on there. Look Mm. up the Slowly I Turn segment. <laughs>
0: slowly slowly i turn, turn.
1: that bit kills mm. every fucking time it is always funny every single fucking time you watch it is comedy genius i love it anyway i digress um so uh yeah so they're doing the whole space thing and who gives a crap mm. uh the next episode of pigs in space why something <laughs>
0: What was it? This was the one, I think it's the second episode where they're turned into frogs, or is that the third episode? No, it's the frog one, one. you're right. They're turned
1: into frogs. They're attacked by uh, frogs and a flying saucer, and that's actually kind of funny because it looks like a teacup on a saucer. Hmm.
0: It's a joke. That's a
1: joke. It's more than most of the show gets to. (laughs) Uh, And uh, these giant frogs try to take over the show. The animation
0: isn't great. The design is fine. Yeah. It's actually kind of a, a clearer... I guess you could call it like a thin line style. It wasn't as blocky as a lot of the animation at the time.
1: No, it's it's odd to see, actually, because mm. it does feel a little different. But, mm. uh, yeah, so they're taken over by these frog monsters. The frog monsters, uh, Miss Piggy thinks she can seduce the frog, and she kind of mm. breaks the fourth wall. She's just like, I have a way with frogs. Yeah, And it uh, doesn't quite work. They get zapped onto the alien ship. Turns out the aliens needed a new ship because uh, their computer was broken, and it was in self-destruct mode. <laughs> And the only way to solve that problem in the 10 seconds that they have is they download their pig captain's brain mm. so that it's too stupid to count down to zero. <laughs> Which, Which is, cute, yeah. is funny. It's, it's not like laugh out loud funny, but it's funny kids mm. animated series funny. It's, it's a joke. Mm. And I say that. that, that. Um, And uh, this is the episode of Kermit P.I., where uh, they have to find a giant gorilla and it actually opens with uh, Kermit and Fozzie uh, dressing up as bananas and hanging from a tree which is like those are big bananas Mm. really big bananas I I mean
0: Kermit is a frog but he's not frog to scale no know, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a giant ass if you yeah.
1: saw a frog the size of kermit like a real frog you like would freak the fuck out and and like run or kick it or something well, like, it's it would like be those,
0: uh, you ever see the documentary cane toads yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the oh, yeah. about that
1: size I oh yeah well i think he's even bigger than that but yeah. anyway um and uh, so they have to find the gorilla eventually they realize that uh it, it's like they're going off of king kong like all we know about gorillas, is we learn from king kong so the only way to lure the giant gorilla uh, is to get a, a beautiful blonde and, like, put her at the top of the Empire State Building. And so they get Miss Piggy, and there's a lot of unnecessary jokes about whether or not she's beautiful enough to attract the gorilla. That's fucked up. But they basically just keep her on the top of the Empire State Building on a flagpole... Well, Kermit's, like, trying to get the perfect camera shot for, like, some photo shoot that they're pretending to do. And they've been doing it for two days, which is kind of funny. <laughs> anyway, then the, the gorilla shows up and Kermit and Fozzie just, like, well, we found it.
0: Hmm.
1: We don't have to capture it. And they just run away. Which is almost funny.
0: Hmm.
1: And then the last episode that was completed... Uh, the wraparound segment is the monsters are all going through a box of costumes in the basement trying to come up with ideas for shows.
0: And they find the Necronomicon.
1: Kinda. Uh, a couple of them find explorer type stuff, they want to do like an Indiana Jones kind of adventure, but they don't have enough explorer stuff for everybody, so, uh, Boo, the middle monster, the middle, you know, middle child, Mm. uh... Is like told. Well, just make do. Here, here's a a book of magic spells and a wizard hat. Make do. And it turns out the book of magic spells actually talks, Mm. and um, it teaches him how to do magic, but real magic. And he ends up turning his older brother into a sandwich and his little sister into a chicken.
0: I like the puppet, the sandwich puppet. Uh, Sandwich puppet's fun. The design on the monsters is actually not very interesting. Uh, I know they were trying to like make the monsters look a little bit different from the ones on Sesame Street. Yeah, so they but they, they seemed like a rush job. Yeah, they don't. Like, there have wasn't like a lot. A, there wasn't a lot of attention to detail. They're not very expressive faces. They don't they have they a lot look, of
1: personality. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, the other like Muppets, excuse me, the other Muppets have personality that comes out through their design. Mm. In a lot of ways. Um
0: well, look at Doctor Teeth. You know, yeah. he's, he's got an expression already. Yeah. These characters don't have expressions. Like one of them looks a little grumpy, but that's kind yeah. of it. Uh, look at Look uh, Miss Piggy is another good example.
1: She has fabulous hair, mm. but her actual like body type is actually really tough because she, mm. <laughs> she does karate and she, she kicks ass. <laughs> so like she's it's a distinct mm. visual mold. Fozzie is very tall, but he's got like the wacky be- neck the necktie and the squashed hat like a silent comedian. These characters have none of that. No, they they don't again. What's their character? Mm. W- who is Molly? I don't know.
0: Like minions have more personality than these guys. They do.
1: Yeah. It's terrible. Like it's not that's not good design. And again, it's a rush job, but seriously, give them something. I don't care what it is. One of them's the funny one. One of them's the serious nerdy one. Mm. And, one's and the, the other one, and yeah. the other one's like a like a tough guy or something like that. He thinks he's all tough. He thinks he's like a, a Fonzie type greaser. That's more than they got. Picks anything. <laughs> anyway, the kid learns magic and he actually turns everyone into stuff. Mm. Um, this is the one episode where they actually do something that I've been craving for two episodes. Okay. Because every time they go to a Pigs in Space segment, and there are two segments per episode because they like do a cliffhanger in the middle. Mm. Every time they do a Pigs in Space segment, they don't say... Pigs, pigs in pigs. space. They, you're supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. That's the rule. It's the only thing I remember from a lot of those old sketches. What the fuck? Like so the so the book, which magically does the pigs in space episode, mm-hmm. at least declares the pigs in space. Thank God. <laughs> All right. It was weird. It was mm-hmm. the elephant in the room. It was like if it was, it,
0: <laughs> it's, I love that, that, that's your. That it, they don't actually like was announce giving, the title. It was giving me
1: hives. It's like Roger Rabbit with the shave and the haircut bit. Like it's
0: just mm-hmm. see
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, Sergio, get off the counter. There. Of pigs in space. For everybody who lives for me to say that I mean it
0: this time uh, th- th- This one kind of started to get at something uh, And that is the chaos Of this show yeah. um, Before the chaos didn't seem like it was intentional Like they were just sort of slapping things together As they went yeah. and there can be a charm to that If, yeah. if there's enough Character. Uh, Verve to it You can <laughs> tell that the, char- the creators of the show are really into that And they yeah. just have so many ideas That they're just tripping over each other To put stuff on the screen Right um, feel the way about like the, the team that put together something like Freakazoid it's like this doesn't make any sense but we love it that way yeah yeah
1: they're, they're so passionate like, about it it doesn't matter that it doesn't
0: make sense like I'm the network sensor and yeah. there's like eight chainsaws on the wall behind her why are they there because that's hilarious that's why because they're cutting things out of the show yeah yeah yeah, but, but like that first season of Freakazoid is amazing, oh, fucking brilliant.
1: <laughs> Every single episode of fucking treasure. But like, yeah, this just feels like it doesn't feel like chaos from people who love chaos. Mm. It feels like accidental chaos, yeah. like we fucked but, up.
0: But I feel like this third episode, the, it started to feel like the chaos. Like they started throwing more and more characters on screen, mm-hmm. and they yeah, up, like some be- of them are turning turning into books, and they're all crammed together. I and They really start singing a song together, and you realized, oh, okay, so they're they're actually going for something a little bit more like a broken roller. Well, like
1: a little bit more ambitious. Like there's Mm. a bit I forget what he does, but like he summons a tiger. And the tiger is actually like a big Muppet. Like not like, you know, it's not like Sweetums big, but it's bigger Mm. than anything else on screen. And whoever is playing the tiger Mm. is really giving a performance. Like the tiger (laughs) is predatory and hunting. There's a clip you can find online where uh, Kermit the Frog took over um, oh, who did that Talk show on on the news, that Larry.
0: Uh, Larry Sanders. No, the news. The news. Um, had the glasses. That talk show on the news. You know, John Oliver. No,
1: on like the eighties and nineties. He's too oh. old now. Steve Allen. No, he looked like Steve <laughs> Allen though. He had suspenders. Larry King. Larry King. Oh God! All right, Larry King. <laughs> it's what? It's nine twenty in the evening. I don't. I don't perk up until midnight. Uh, anyway, Larry King. Larry King couldn't host his show, or it was all planned bit or something, and Kermit the Frog guest hosted Larry King. All right, and it's adorable, and you can mm. see the whole bit. And there's a bit where he's actually uh, interviewing Socks the Cat, uh,
0: the, the Clinton's cat.
1: Yeah, yeah, the Clinton's cat. But they didn't bring an actual cat; they made a Socks the Cat Muppet.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. It's adorable. So, but there's so the, a... t- did Socks speak? Yeah, So oh, okay. speaking. Socks wanted to talk about
1: the various controversies, like I did not pee on that rug and that kind of thing. Um, but uh, the,
0: <laughs> little blue for kids. I, that's yeah. that's
1: well, it was, a it was on like CNNs, oh, but like oh, it, yeah. and a made that one up. But mm-hmm. they, I think they talked about him like punching another cat or something like that, like in a cat, like in a video they released oh, in the White funny. House. Like, sir, you, you hit him right, right there. Yeah. Uh, but there's this great little bit of acting From whoever was playing Socks mm. Because Socks was doing that thing That cats sometimes do If they're weaned from their uh, moms too soon mm. Where they're like pushing on like The bed or something Like over and over again One pie after another Like mm. mushy mushy Yeah like, you we, we, we call it muffing Yeah 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 We always call or it or the mushy Making muffins We call so. it
0: the mushy mushy one two
1: Mushy, 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 mushy. One,
0: I've, two, I've heard it referred two, to as two. making muffins or making biscuits, and that's we, we fine started too. calling it muffins. Well, like, like they're kneading like something. Del, like, yeah.
1: yeah, but like there'd be a bit where he would get distracted and just start kneading the desk. Oh, that's funny! <laughs> it was
0: so cute. That's you should good, watch. You should watch a segment. Yeah. It's funny.
1: Um, anyway, so there's the my point is is that this room is full of Muppet characters and. They're putting in some effort, like mm. they're trying to make them act. There's, yeah, and,
0: clearly a lot of Muppet, you know, muppeteers mm-hmm. in the room at the same time, and yeah, the other, and they're actually performing. And yeah, and that's all that aired. Uh, oh well, we, turns, we should we should go
1: through the last couple of things in the episode, right, well. which is uh, the basic. The end of the episode is the book tells Boo, well, you know, if you want to get really good at something, you have to start at the beginning. You can't just jump to the middle of a book. And I'm like, the episode wasn't about that. Mm. You just threw that it, in at it the is, end as it some is kind now, of bullshit oh, yeah. moral. Um, and then we already talked about... Um, what was the Pigs in Space one for this one? We mm. already did the
0: frogs. Mm. We had... Uh, it was the one with the giant rubber duck. It was Oh, no, it was the one with the Darth Vader character. Oh, yeah, so it was the Darth Vader to, yeah, character. As a crush. To, we
1: talked about it a little bit. He's yeah. the one who wants to attract the Pigs in Space because he's in love with Miss Piggy.
0: There's a, something a little bit odd because... They're doing en- Muppets in animation, so they're they doing a model of Miss Piggy, and they're making her mm-hmm. look like Miss Piggy. She's much more expressive. She now she has, like, eyebrows, and her eyes move, and mm-hmm. it's, it's just really bizarre looking, and she's walking around. When there's a new character, they have to make it look like a Muppet. Yeah. So, like, when we saw the Banana Nose guy, it's like he has that sort of same Muppety jaw and big googly eyes. Yeah. It, that's a little off putting to me.
1: Yeah, it's weird because you gotta think they're either they're either going off of a Muppet that actually exists, where the the banana nose mm. vaguely sounds familiar, maybe it's a thing, maybe it's not. Mm. But like they gotta figure like if this thing is popular, we gotta make a Muppet out of it eventually. So we better plan both ways. Yeah. No. Uh there's another animal segment in this one, um and it ends with a Kermit uh PI sketch. And this one is about a villain called the Giggler. Who is uh, like throwing banana peels in the street and stuff? Mm. And it turns Twa- prankster. And it turns out the giggler mm. is Fozzie. Yep, which is a weird gag. So Fozzie was the villain the whole time, and he was doing all these crime-based pranks or prank based crimes and then
0: it was a little too thick to understand what kermit was investigating yeah yeah
1: and uh kermit decides well i got to do the right thing and he takes Fozzie into the police department and once he's like under the lights like doing his like police lineup photo Mm -hmm. uh he starts doing gags and the police just like we don't care get rid of them and they just (laughs) shove him back into kermit's car (laughs) it's
0: it's not worth keeping
1: him around his jokes are too terrible
0: and to be fair they were oh oh He's not a good comic. Oh, and we actually haven't even addressed uh, Fozzie's uh, live action segment. Oh, because I don't uh, like it. Yeah, because it's awful. They, yeah. they would cut to Fozzie and Fozzie would tell a joke. And it was literally uh, like, why did the chicken cross the road?
1: And Three times. Every and, time it's a variation on why did the chicken cross the road. It's talking think, about why, how, mm. and it goes through different ways that the chicken could have crossed the road. Mm. Why did Jake Ross go? It's like whip? he's
0: trying to give joke lessons, but that's not really the setup of the, of the segment. It's segments. kind of funny uh, to
1: overanalyze a joke. I would know. I went like viral on Twitter doing that. Well, oh, that's where
0: you were explaining the cowbell sketch from yeah, Saturday Night Live. Like
1: someone on Twitter explained that the cowbell sketch is like, it, there's nothing funny about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let me explain well, how jokes let, work. Let's and I, di- Let's
0: dissect this. I bit, went on like a that, 20 yeah.
1: tweet thread, just explaining how the joke works mm-hmm. in that SNL sketch. And, yeah, people liked that bit. That, that like, good, took good, off. It was weird.
0: Thousands of retweets. Like, yeah, like yeah.
1: lots of thousands yeah. of retweets. Like, it was huge. I got, like, I got, like 5,000 followers out of that. It was
0: nuts. Yeah, high five. I mean, it was <laughs> cool, but, like... Ah, social distancing! Oh, no, we did it! Ah! <laughs> God damn it.
1: Keep talking!
0: But, yeah, uh, the, uh... Like, Fozzie's bit was... Yeah, he's breaking down the why did the chicken cross the road bit, and uh, there was also an animated portion over his shoulder. There was a little miniature screen with an animated chicken that I think was supposed to be his co-host and was also the one enacting the the joke. And... Oh, golly, is it not funny. In fact, that, that's kind of the main criticism of this show, is that it, it's one thing, like if you're sort of desperate to get entertainment on screen and you're throwing together all of these Muppets, you would think that there would at least be some sort of uh, sense of humor to it or some kind of passion behind it. There's no passion behind Little Muppet Monsters, and that might be its biggest failing. I think Little Muppet Monsters is... uh, It's a work-for-hire project. It's clearly something that Jim Henson didn't want to do that he was sort of forced to do and uh, kind of rushed into production and never really felt like there was anything behind, like any idea behind it. Uh, As such, uh, when the show, the show, uh, as it turns out, Took a long time to make because it's animated and live action, and that's yeah. that's just a, a more complicated production. Yeah, and it took it takes longer to make animated shows than it does to make live action shows. So, and apparently, when, the
1: issue is Marvel dropped the ball and couldn't mm, get the animated segments quick, in yeah, on quickly time quickly enough.
0: Because so the show was yeah. already
1: airing, and they didn't have the animated segments mm-hmm. done. And after three of them. They, they just didn't have a show. They didn't have a
0: show. So and rather than it was
1: Jim Henson who actually made the call yeah. and said, Fuck it, stop making the show. It's not working. Yeah, it's, it's it's badly developed. It doesn't work.
0: And they started – well, away. also the, the, this, the network said, well, if you don't have a sh- – we have three episodes of this and we don't have a show beyond that. What do we do? And they just said, well, I mean, heck with it. We've blocked out this hour. We'll just do another rerun of The Muppet Babies. And ratings and, improved and, <laughs> dramatically. Yeah, a rerun of The Muppet Babies was doing much better than these three weeks of uh, Little Muppet Monsters. And they said, well, I mean, screw it. We can just rerun. If we can do re- do better with reruns, we're just going to do that. And, yeah. and, and Jim Henson said – Fine, fine, cut it. Uh, we we shot all these segments. We don't care. Yeah, uh, um, I was able to see three additional episodes mm-hmm. online without the animation, without the animation yeah. port uh, segments. A lot of them like had little, little time codes we'll, still on. Well, it.
1: give us the rundown. I missed this. Yeah. I didn't even know these were out there. Please tell and,
0: me. And that you can see without the animated segments in how much stronger the puppet segments are. The animated segments are not good. No, they're not funny Some at all. Some are under, better than others, but they're not. The, the animation good. is fine, like you said, it's fine enough for you know TV the, quality of the day. Yeah, it's Muppet Baby's quality. It, it's, but yeah, it just there are no funny jokes. There's not. Yeah. There's no charm to it, and it's like, creepy to see the adult Muppets walking around and animated yeah. in that way.
1: Yeah, there's basically uh, if you must see an animated segment from this, watch the animal one with baseball. That's, yeah, at least that's a real that's, segment. That's it's not funny. amazing.
0: That's the one, quote, funny it's one. It's not amazing,
1: um, but it's, it's not... Oh, we forgot. There was one with uh, uh, Professor Honeydew and Beaker where oh, they invented right, an yeah. anti-gravity thing for moving furniture, but of course mm, the piano Beaker, fell right. on Beaker. It's the
0: same joke as The Muppet Show. Yeah,
1: basically.
0: problem is animated Beaker is a little too expressive. I, I always yeah. thought the, the funniest part of Beaker is that you know he has these gigantic ping-pong ball eyes and this like constant worried expression. He's like Mr. Bill. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's like, okay
1: to torture Beaker. Beaker is barely a person. It
0: barely looks like a thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just smash that thing. Yeah, but like, once you give him pants, mm. I don't know why. Like, when you give him pants, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, yeah. he's just a little
0: too yeah. human.
1: And it just yeah. doesn't...
0: Hold this acid, Beaker. <laughs> like, it's f- constantly freaking out. B- yeah, if that was just a Beaker person, isn't... it just it's not as funny. Mm. It's not.
1: I mean, maybe if you're in a very, very broad, like, airplane kind of universe mm. where everything's that huge, but the whole gag is he's supposed to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really play
0: anymore. I love Beaker. Some days we are all Beaker. Yeah, right. Um, but no, tell me yeah. tell
1: me about these three episodes. Give okay, us, so give there us was the was, gist. Like, there was one,
0: there? one episode where uh, Gonzo contacted them through his weirdness show and said, I need to put on a weird talent contest. Okay. And I need you guys to, to find the weirdest act you possibly can. Okay. And um, Tug found like a, a talented old lady who was a Muppet who was just sort of there to sort of to dance and i think that would be like okay an old lady that dances this is all i got uh maybe (laughs) Gonzo will like that meanwhile the other two have found like a six foot talking carrot there we go and that's a little strange that is strange yeah so i'll accept that so this this talking carrot comes and says oh yeah I, I, i don't know what you want me to do and by the end of the episode it's like well all i got is this old lady that dances and the carrot says i can dance and there's this big musical number with the old lady dancing with the giant carrot
1: uh, okay, that actually sounds like a pretty good episode. Yeah, see, that's
0: actually a pretty good episode. That's, that's not
1: bad. I mean, it's mm. better than the Weird Al talent show episode.
0: Oh, golly, yes. Yeah. I mean, this This is about as good as the Weird Al show, which is to, to say, to say not, not, very, not really good. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, The other episode was about they had to uh, babysit uh, Miss Piggy's like little dog. Okay. She, she dropped off a little dog, and of yeah. course, uh, the dog is really Do We actually see Miss Piggy, Is she actually in the episode. Is She's that... not. They just uh, scooter comes in and says, "This is Miss Piggy's dog. Go look after her." And because 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 Frank Oz said, "Fuck you," and uh, <laughs> Frank Oz is a cantankerous dude. I'll say <laughs> yeah, that a
1: little bit. Um, I interviewed him once. He was nice to me, but whatever. Uh, he was on his good
0: behavior. He, he's nice, but he's been very uh, straight Like. He didn't like a lot of the newer Muppet stuff because oh. he thought it kind of violated the spirit of the thing well, in a lot he, of and, ways.
1: And he's entitled to that opinion. He was actually working on his own Muppet movie that mm. he was trying to get made at the time that would have been its own sort of reinvigoration mm. of the franchise. And He's directed the, a lot
0: of good movies. Why not? Yeah, yeah like,
1: like, and I think Disney even toyed with it, but they just dropped it because they didn't want to do the Jason Segel one. Mm. That one turned out great. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But yeah, Frank Oz is allowed to say that based on all the time he's put in at the Muppets, mm. that this doesn't feel like Muppets. Yeah. I actually he, disagree. He, he but would he, know, but yeah. yeah, I actually disagree. I Think it's fine, mm. but like, yeah,
0: I, I, I trust his opinion. The songs are spot on in that movie. Oh, it's they're good. so great. Yeah, and, Brett McKenzie's songs are fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but um, oh, oh, and so they're looking after this mischievous little dog. The dog gets you know into. I actually, Asian. I'm sorry, I interviewed Brett McKenzie mm. when uh, the Muppets
1: came out, and I just thought I told him. You're getting an Oscar, you know that, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, "Don't jinx
0: it." I'm like, "No, you're getting an Oscar." Yeah. I was right. <laughs> well, I, I, I got to interview him after he won, so oh, I said, that's cool. so, "So I got to ask where do you keep it." You know, which I'm oh, sure is do you, a common co- where question. You keep it? I just thought it it'll be.
1: So, ah, I always love it when there's an interesting answer. It's like like a, in the
0: bathroom. Yeah, I, I keep I keep it in a shoebox in the closet. I pull it out on rare occasions. Like, you know, Ro-
1: Robert Evans had a bit where he was talking about um, he had to drive Cary Grant somewhere, mm. and. He, so, I mean, Cary Grant, like, was fond of sports cars. So would you have a nice sports car? Would you pick up Cary Grant? And he's like, sure. <laughs> and so he's driving around Cary Grant, and Cary Grant's, like, asking him, hey, what's that sound in the back? It sounds like something rolling around. And Robert Evans didn't have the heart to tell him that uh, Cary Grant, who never won an Oscar, was in a car with a guy who never took his Oscar out of the back seat, and it's currently rolling around. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So the story has been told. It's probably apocryphal Robert uh, Evans. Robert is Evans was a famous bullshitter. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, Don't let that get in the way of a good story. <laughs> I'm not even sure but, uh, if Robert Evans won an Oscar. By, by the, end, the
0: end of the episode, they, they've grown to like the dog, but the dog has gotten into paint and the dog is now just covered with like these weird bright colors and its hair is sticking up. And they realize, wait a minute, this dog looks like a punk rocker. And they sing a legit pretty good sounding punk rock number with the dog mm. about the dog that's cool and and with a little bit of quirking and a little bit more like naughty language that could be like an X song mm-hmm. apparently Robert Evans did not win an Oscar so that whole story oh so, so it's, so it's total still b- a good story <laughs> still a good story yeah uh, <laughs> that's great that's great <laughs> And the, the third incomplete episode I saw was, uh, let me look up the name of it. Uh, they, they found it was called Gookum. Okay. They decided they needed a sponsor. Okay. It was oh, see TV stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. It's called Gunko, and uh, and Tug found this bottle that was just labeled Gunko. He didn't know what it did, ah. But he said this is like a miracle product, and they did a lot of like really fake ads. And uh, the greatest okay, part was funny. they got there were also rats in this basement, like Rizzo style rats, not yeah. Rizzo specifically, but yeah, those kinds of rats. And they had them put on like tracksuits and like they're doing push-ups. This one really helps out with my working out. Okay, this so... one really makes me feel sexy. And that the that rats are bit, always funny. The rats were funny that ad bit was funny and it was really sort of fast and well paced and uh but they didn't really know what it did so they started like spilling it on stuff just to figure it out and when they were just using up the last of it the the penguin said no that's our walrus repellent you've (laughs) wasted it all and they okay that's fine and they only make it in the south pole so you gotta buy us some more and tug's like well shit i didn't know (laughs) okay that's actually yeah. funny and that's well,
1: legitimately pretty funny and of
0: course the and the gag is he has to order some more they wait a couple <laughs> weeks like fast forward they, they wait like a day and it comes in and of course the delivery guy is a walrus and all the all the all the, oh peng, no. all the penguins freak out it's like and here, here's your gunko it's like aren't you afraid of this stuff no man i use it to grease my tusks and it turns out it's this total snake oil product that has no practical use <laughs> And they even talked to Kermit. It's like, oh, Kermit, well, what do we do with this gunko? Oh, gunko? Yeah, use that on, use that back in the swamp. Like, everybody has used this gunko for something yeah. different. Uh, some clever guess. That's actually see. pretty funny. And I'm I, not going to lie. I, I got it. And they, of course, said, and, and here's another segment from Fozzie. And then it says, like, insert cartoon card. Yeah, and then yeah. they cut right back to the, the the puppet bits. When you see just the puppet bits condensed down, it's, you're, it's you're, a show. Get, you're getting more. Yeah. yeah it's, it's only, like, eight to ten minutes worth. That's I like, think if they had... No, this was before the advent of, like, Adult Swim doing 15-minute segments late mm-hmm. at night. If they had the gumption to do just a 15-minute segment... Yeah. Like, and I, may, maybe do that and, like, another... Do that and then just condense all the animated stuff, and here's animated Muppets, and have that be sort of, like, a separate thing. Mm-hmm. It would have worked. I still think that the basic idea where mm-hmm. you do it with actual puppets...
1: And they're putting Mm. on shows in the basement. Mm. And that's it. Every week they're putting on a different show, or they're putting on a new version of that show, Mm. or they're getting a sponsor. Like, these are basic TV things kids can understand. I'm not asking for nuts and bolts of television. Mm. I think that would be fine. When I'm watching the version with cartoons, and the cartoons are Mm. mostly death. They're mostly (laughs) really bad. They're just not funny. They're not even well animated. Like Mm. They're as good as anything on TV at the time, which is to say, they sucked. Mm. Um, I was watching the last episode when all of a sudden I realized what the show desperately needed that was in the DNA of the Muppets that they didn't have. Hmm. So you know how every once in a while they would cut to Dr. Teeth and Janice watching the TV station? Hmm. Take
0: them away. Replace them with Statler and Statler,
1: yeah. If you had
0: hecklers, Which, just a couple of good-natured hecklers to bring bring that spark of self awareness to the show. Just, yeah. just a little, just a little joke about how the show is bad. Mm. That would be great. Like, let's
1: not pretend mm. they're they're doing this in a basement. There, there it's t- not a good TV station. That's two, the whole thing. Uh, of the Muppets. There were
0: two instances where Doctor Teeth and Janice were on the couch. Yeah, and if you had, and you know, kids wouldn't be able to read into this, but if you had able to code them as high. It's I like, assume
1: they were. Like, I mean, that's <laughs> like,
0: they're, they're they're musicians. They're probably into you know the the reefer and the cocaine. But uh, yeah. you just what you do is you just have them eating brownies. There you go. That's it. That's harmless and have, enough. And have you have them say stoner things like, "Wow, man, this is wild." You know, just something yeah. along those lines. I still think
1: Statler and Waldorf is the way to go, but that would mm. also be funny. Mm. I think that's you need. It's a TV station. Mm. We actually need the audience this time because. The kids aren't necessarily going to know Are, are we? Su- is this supposed to be bad?
0: Hmm.
1: What is this? And I think just having someone just You know, crack to a com- joke Comment on how ramshackle this is all, yeah, this they all don't feels have to, It doesn't have to be Statler and Waldorf's like Meanest material Just hmm. ha- tell oh. a joke about how Oh, those pigs in space Something here, funny here.
0: here. Here's the thing: uh, if you look at the like the early Muppets, and you look at the first, like up until the Muppet Movie, and all the stuff that Jim Henson worked on, uh, also include the movies The Dark Crystal and sure. Labyrinth. Yeah. There is a, a, a nightmarish, like kind of dirty quality to the Muppets. In fact, if you go back to the really <laughs> early days of the Muppets, they were kind of blue, and yeah, they were on like Saturday Night Live and stuff.
1: Everyone at Saturday Night Live
0: hated them too. I'm sure like
1: they like you listen to the oral histories and like to find a way to destroy them. (laughs) Get the (laughs)
0: Muppets off the show. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, there there was actually kind of an adultness to the the early days of the Muppets. And even you watch the Muppet show. That's I mean, it's good for kids, but it's not necessarily for kids. No, it's like and here's our special guest, Vincent Price, because kids love Vincent Price. You know, it's uh, it was a way for
1: Vincent Price to introduce himself to a new generation of fans. So it, I suppose so but a
0: lot of the jokes were for the grown-up audience. I know point, my point but... is that it's
1: just like it was packaging these people mm. who are older celebrities, mm. older names in such a way that
0: kids can mm. now oh but you, Vincent you, Price he doesn't see this does horror stuff. That's cool. You look at something like Fraggle Rock. The Fraggles, you know, they're they're imps that live in a cave and mm. one of the, the villains is a literal pile of garbage that's come to life.
1: I always thought like the Fraggles were the Eloy
0: kind of yeah and, 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 they, uh, have, and, and they have and
1: the Doozers were the Morlocks and the Morlocks ate Fraggles.
0: Oh, the, the Morlock uh, the Fraggles ate the doozers buildings. So then yeah, they like build out a uh, candy yeah, or something. And the yeah.
1: only way that that society makes any sense is if occasionally mm. the doozers eat a fraggle.
0: Yeah. There you know, there's actually a doozers animated program as well as out there, but uh, I haven't seen I it. I assume
1: they eat plenty mm. of fraggle.
0: Mm, it's tasty fraggle meat. Mm. Mm. But my my point is we look at you know Kermit the Frog and we see bright colors and rounded shapes and so, something that feels a little bit more friendly. But I don't think the Muppets were meant to be that friendly, especially when you look at the first Muppet movie.
1: Yeah,
0: um, there's you know definitely a, a romance to them, and there's definitely a lot of sentimentality. To be kids show hosts. exactly. So it's just a different vibe. Whereas you look at the stuff post Jim Henson, even mm. even the the ones we like, uh, you know Treasure Island and, mm. and uh, Christmas Carol they are a lot. lot like, What's friend... involved
1: in developing Christmas Carol? Maybe so, from? but, but they're, didn't, didn't they're
0: a lot more. They're a lot more friendly. Brian Henson never would have made the Dark Crystal, is my point. Mm, probably.
1: Um, well, I don't know. Brian Henson didn't mm. Brian Henson end up doing uh, Happy Time Murders?
0: He did. Yeah. So he's got he's got an edge to him. He, he, yeah. Then Happy Time Murders, fine film. It's it's not great. <laughs>
1: fine might be a slight exaggeration. It's it is exactly it's, what it promised to be, yeah. and why people were mad about that, I do not know. It's it's. To- I, got some, I got some good yucks out of it. Yeah. It's really not as bad as you I, heard I gotta
0: say, the full body shot of the Muppet stomping repeatedly on a guy's crotch made me laugh <laughs> right? like, out loud. It's like, there's okay, some, that's funny. There's clearly, uh, it's
1: jokes, clear. You know what the Habitat Murders feels like? Hmm. Habitat Murders feels like all of the adult jokes that the people who make these Muppet movies hmm. make when the camera is
0: off and hmm. know that, well, we can never film that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they finally just put it in the movie. Yeah, that's yeah, all it's it is. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Not great. No, no, no. It's fine. It's better than you. It's, you've it's heard. Not, not a comedy classic or anything. No, no, I'm it's, it's just better it than its it reputation. Out. Would yeah. have you? Would have you? So, some critics are calling it the worst thing ever. No, it's no, not. it's not. It's, it's not even it's, the worst thing that came out that year. No, it's like, no, no. It's just, yeah. Anyway, but okay, Brian. Brian Henson does have a little bit of edge, but yeah, I think there's a, a, a sort of much friendlier tone that the, the Muppets have struck in recent years. Yeah. You look at something like Little Muppet Monsters, and I think they're really trying to roll with the garbage aspect. These are basement dwelling, yeah. garbage consuming monsters. That's they one live of the in things basement, I liked about it. And I think if they had, it seemed low-fi, and I think if they had pushed that angle a little bit harder that yeah. this really is lo-fi that's ramshackle like maybe you have them like wear tin cans as clothing you will really emphasize that they're more like the box trolls than they are the muppets <laughs> yeah they should feel like the muppet outcasts they're the yeah, ones yeah, who have
1: yeah. to live in the basement if, and if, they
0: if they touch on that a little but they never know there if they really put a good fistful of filth on this thing mm-hmm. it, it's still kid-friendly yeah. Uh, and it's still, I mean, look well, at the, like look, Oscar the Grouch lives in a garbage can. And candy. look at the the garbage pail kids. Yeah.
1: Those well, were for kids. The cards were a hit. The show was not. Uh, well, the. And the movie was
0: not. The movie was not a hit. And the no. TV show wasn't a hit either. But you know, no, the point but, is that yeah, ki-
1: kids, the kids have a.
0: That ki- has kids, to kids. Ki- yeah, kids are drawn to gross kids like stuff. They and are. It's, it's okay to have a Muppet-sanctioned show made by Jim Henson, who clearly had a propensity for little bits of edge and filth here and there, mm-hmm. and th- just give give the show that. Well, I just think that the, the, the core things that we know of the
1: Muppets in their main incarnation, mm-hmm. yeah, the Saturday Night Live years notwithstanding, like mm-hmm. from the Muppet show, the Muppet movies onward, is they're underdog entertainers. Mm-hmm. And the idea that, the, so the Muppets are underdog entertainers, but they're still relatively successful underdog entertainers, at least at the mm. end of all their stories. We're gonna go one level lower. Mm. So if like the Muppet movie is like them becoming Spielberg, or The Muppets Take Manhattan is them becoming um, I don't know who's uh, uh, Angeloid Weber, I don't know someone famous in in theater. Mm. This is like a UHS station. Like mm. it's just that much lower. It's just that much lower in ambition. It's mm. just a bunch of kooks who are putting together kooky stuff that even the other Muppets would reject. Mm. That's a pitch. What would the Muppets reject? <laughs> that I want to see. Mm. That's a funny premise. You got good stuff here. They clearly needed more time to develop it. The animation was a mistake. This should have just been puppets. Mm. And every time they put on a thing. They should be puppets in costume. That should and, be it every and, single time.
0: And one, one more thing: mm. less reliance on recognizable Muppet characters. Give it a little bit more of its own identity.
1: I feel what you do with the recognizable Muppet characters is they're the audience. They're watching this. It's like yeah. the Gong Show. I can't believe we just watched that. Mm. That's where the recognizable Muppet
0: characters in. Yeah, Maybe
1: yeah. if you come up with something but cute, I like the Kermit's, idea of Scooter is their landlord. Yeah. That's it.
0: That's fine. Scooter can be the the recognizable Muppet. Regular, yeah, one. Uh, yeah. It can't be Kermit. He's too famous. No, and Scooter it's doesn't like, uh, have a
1: lot to do in mm. most Muppet stories, so giving him, like, that kind of position is actually, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, because you're not, like, rewriting the character. Scooter's mm. always a bit of a stick in the mud, so yeah, let's make him the landlord Oof. from Rent. Like, Oof. just go for it.
0: <laughs> he's the millhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he was Millhouse before we had Millhouse.
1: Anyway, uh, if this show had gone on, it would have need to be completely re- reworked. Yeah, but there's it, just no way it, it could it, work it, like this.
0: There's there's promise, but yeah, we yeah. we're thinking of like how do you do this? And we're yeah, we're essentially restarting the show.
1: I would love a reboot. The mm. the
0: basic idea is strong,
1: but you got to strip all the bullshit away and just go back to the basic. Muppets running a TV station, but it's the outsider Muppets who are too weird for
0: Kermit and friends. Perfect. Perfect. That's a good idea. Uh, And just call it, reboot it, make it a little more mature. No little Muppet monsters. They're not kids anymore. No, they're not. Just Muppet monsters. Living in a basement, trying to put on a public access show on a UHF station. Done. That's a good
1: premise. If you want, you can even set it in the 80s or something Mm. if you want to make it weird. That was apparently an idea for a TV series. I think Josh Gad wanted to do with the Muppets that Disney right. apparently decided not to do. Oh like Saturday Disney, Disney doesn't know what to do with the Muppets, which is a shame mm, because what no. Disney was doing with the Muppets was fine. You made two hit movies, one made less than the other, but it still made money. Mm. The show was good. If you'd stuck with it for a season it would have developed an audience, I think.
0: You were doing fine. Yeah, I I think I think they still got to go back to the literary stuff cuz they're oh, yeah, so good. Y- you've said Muppet Dracula Muppet so many Dracula times. Muppet Dracula writes itself. Uh, that that it's something I now desperately want to see. Yeah. Uh, and and I, in my mind it's always been Muppet Midsummer Night's Dream. That, that makes perfect funny. sense to me too.
1: I would like to see if you need to like move on like beyond if you think literary stuff is like too hard to sell. I'm going to tell you this right now. Mm-hmm. Disney. Oh no, we 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 uh, kind of messed up Star Wars a little bit and the, the whole identity of the thing is a little wonky. How do we keep Star Wars alive in theaters <laughs> without like resetting everything? How do we just make something kind of fun? Muppet Star Wars. Boom, done. Done. Thank you. That's it. Muppet Star Wars. You get this way. You get to recast people, (laughs) and no one's gonna complain because it's Muppets. Mm -hmm. Like you get James Earl Jones if he's still willing, but like yeah, yeah, But like you're gonna you're recasting everyone as Muppets. You're gonna get Luke basically, Mm -hmm. Luke, and that's it. Everyone else is a Muppet and (laughs) done. And Uncle Deadly is the Emperor. Fozzie is Chewbacca. Kermit is Han Solo. Miss Piggy is Leia. Writes itself. Casting
0: Luke is so easy. John Krasinski.
1: uh, He's too old. Uh, I, I Tom, guess Holland. Would, uh, Tom Holland
0: no, Tom Holland Tom
1: Holland's know. a charming young actor I'd love to see him Disney already has him under contract For a ton of stuff Why the fuck not
0: Yeah You got Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Okay Tom Holland
1: Okay you got uh, uh, or, or that
0: Chalamet kid
1: Yeah. <laughs> if he'd do it I don't know if no, he would yeah. uh, uh, Statler and Waldorf Is Grand Moff Tarkins
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Grand Moff and Tarkin They're the two guys There you go
0: Done Boom <laughs> Easy. Retell the Star Wars story. Make make it a little weird. Change the ending a little bit. Yeah. They don't actually blow up the Death Star. The Death Star's a giant tomato. Whatever you know. It's <laughs> the best. The is, death is, star blows simple. up, but every single person on the
1: Death Star like pops out in a parachute. And they go wow. <laughs> you see Gonzo. This is
0: so cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh God. Who? Should Gonzo and no, Rizzo G- be Obi-Wan Kenobi?
0: No, Gonzo and Rizzo are, are C-3PO. And oh, R-2-2-2. of course they yeah. are. Who's
1: Obi-Wan Kenobi?
0: Uh, Sam Eagle. Rolf. Uh, Rolf is Obi-Wan?
1: Rolf is Obi-Wan. <laughs> Rolf is obi Wan's a good one. You get, uh, let, me you get, tell you, let me tell you
0: about the Force. You yeah. get the
1: Electric Mayhem to be the cantina band. Mm-hmm. That That's easy.
0: Yeah.
1: You get Sweetums to be the guy who gets his arm cut off in the cantina.
0: The, or or Greedo. Well, who, mm. who's the Han Solo character do you get a human for that too no no it's Kermit because he's so
1: we're done alright um, oh credo i believe hmm. mm-hmm. maybe I'm trying to think of uh, oh, who else we got on this because this is so fucking good it's <laughs> such a good idea I've been wanting this for so long you guys
0: <laughs> so long or Uncle Deadly would be great in there
1: he's got to be he's got to be the Emperor right. you,
0: oh there you go yeah the Emperor is Uncle Deadly I that's sense, done I sense a disturbance in the force <laughs> yeah I'll be really great <laughs> Uh, we're just going to do our Muppet voices for the rest of the episode. <laughs> mm.
1: Anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's the show. Was that's it, Little Muppet Monsters. We we, yeah. we need to call it. We need to officially call it. Yeah. And you can probably guess where we're at with this. Yeah. Was Jim Henson's Little Muppet Monsters canceled too soon? No. Uh, oh. uh,
0: it's it, it feels as slapdash as it was. Uh, yeah. they, they clearly weren't thinking this thing out, and it shows. Uh, they didn't have very interesting characters. Uh, the animation... Didn't like it wasn't interesting enough to justify the shoddiness of the Muppet segments and the Muppet segments weren't enough to carry the animated segments. There's nothing about it is inspired.
1: Yeah, nothing Mm. about it feels like someone was just like, I'm going to make this show. Yeah, Yeah. this show is going to be the best show. No, at no point Mm. did it feel like the show just found itself. And yeah, sometimes shows take time to find themselves here. It's just from the get go. It's a mess. It's the easiest setup in the world. Muppets have a TV station in the basement. You don't even need to explain that. Mm-hmm. And they just made it clunky and weird. Yeah. Anyway, that is canceled too soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with We Promise
0: <laughs> Flash Forward, which we had to put off because it's a long dang show. Yeah, Whitney has still
1: hasn't gotten me uh, the discs back, so I haven't even been able to start watching so it. So I'm terribly sorry. It's okay. It's anyway. okay. Just for once, it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. I actually am very proud of that. Um, so we will get back to that even if that episode has to be late we've been promising that one it's been forever Uh, we have coming up at the end of April uh, or maybe the beginning of May considering how things have been pushed back uh, the Cancel Too Soon Awards are coming Uh, Mm. We run through all of the failed TV shows That we've talked about in the year And we look at the best Mm. shows The worst shows, the weirdest shows Best theme songs, the best performances The best appearances by actors Who would eventually become famous Mm. It's a lot of fun, and there's also an opportunity For our listeners to uh, vote For their favorite episode And uh, the people who vote for that episode We do a drawing, and you get Mm. to pick a future episode To cancel Mm. too soon So a lot of fun stuff coming up in the whole Critically Acclaimed Network we also have a bunch of new shows Uh, there's a Firefly show on our Patreon patreon.com slash critically acclaimed network we also that's
0: that's for all patrons by the way one dollar and up up,
1: everyone gets the Firefly show it's the least we can do uh, so $1 a month gets you an extra bonus podcast reviewing every single episode of Firefly, one episode per episode. Uh, for further on up, you get Not on Disney+, Plus, which is our monthly podcast about uh, stuff that should be on Disney+, but mysteriously is not. Uh, our show, The Cancel Tuesday Monthly Movie, is sort of mutated into that this year. We haven't decided if it's going to mutate back, because it's plenty <laughs> of material. Um, and uh, all our yesterdays, we review every single episode of Star Trek. Uh, we have only the best. We review every single film ever nominated for Best Picture. We need to get on the next episode of that in the very near future. Yes. We have commentary tracks. We do one for Citizen Kane, released a week ago. Next up, we're doing Supergirl. I'd like to do that next week, if we can. We'll see what our schedule is like. Again, it's, 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 you'd think our schedules would have cleared up. They actually got Crazier, yeah, because yeah. there's actually less time to do stuff. Uh, there are windows of clothes.
0: Yeah, I, I I have a child at home now. Yeah. I'm I'm a teacher for you know, from like eight a.m. until at least five p.m.
1: Right, which which means you're free all the evenings for a change. But the actual time you have to research things
0: is the same this amount is, of time we have to
1: record. so exactly, yeah, we're yeah,
0: doing yeah. our best. It's not good enough We're sorry But we're really doing we're, our we're, best. We're, 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 we're doing our best And I yeah. think we're getting in What we yeah. can so. and,
1: and of course Here on the Critically Acclaimed Network for free Whether mm. you subscribe On Patreon or not And of course We appreciate everyone who does uh, We have this show Critically Acclaimed We review uh, new movies Every week mm. We've got mail Where we answer your emails If you want to write in About this episode Letters at Critically Acclaimed Dot net Is the email to go to uh, and, of course, we have a new show called Episode Zero, in which we are talking about all of the movies that influenced Star Wars. And we'll have one in a day or two in which we talk about Akira Kurosawa's Hidden Fortress, which had an enormous influence on Star Wars. Like, oh. Star Wars would not be what you oh. think it is now. For, oh. not for Hidden Fortress.
0: B- Big McLarge huge. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's
1: giant. We're going to get into some more esoteric stuff later, like stuff no one's heard of, but... Mm. We have to talk about Hidden Fortress because it's everything. Hmm. Um, So there's all of that. Of course, we're on Twitter, at Critic Acclaim. I'm at William DeBiani. I'm at Whitney Seibold. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, that's a wrap. We'll see you next season.